Welcome to MRCS on the Move. Bowels, bones, and backseat vibers. I'm your host, Naomi, but this is the podcast where you do the talking. Hello, folks. How are we doing? Um, I hope you're all well. I'm going to try something a little bit different today. It sort of dawned on me that examinations is a huge part of this of this exam. Currently, it's like three out of 13 stations, so it's pretty huge. So I don't feel like it's something that I cannot cover. Um, but I was trying to work out how to do this. Like, I want to maintain uh, my interactive style. Um, so I'm going to give it a go. Please give me feedback if there's any way you think I can do this better. Just message on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the examination. Going to pause, going to ask some questions here and there. And then at the end, I'm going to sort of run through it in the way that I would deliver my spiel. And right now that's really relevant. We're mid-COVID. We are in an altered exam situation. Um so that's what we need to be practicing. We need to be practicing talking through our examinations. So that's the plan. Um, we'll see how it goes. And yeah, please, please, please give me feedback. Okay, so obviously like every examination, we're going to introduce ourselves. We're going to confirm the patient. We're going to gain consent and we're going to wash our hands. I would start by asking the patient to undress to their underwear. This is going to assist um, with examination of the hip and of the gait. So I would ask the patient to stand and I would get them to walk across the room, noting any abnormalities with their gait and any walking aids that they might use. I would look, um, I would obviously examine both sides and compare both sides throughout when I'm, when I'm examining the knee. So I would look at the knee from the front, the back and the side. So what kind of things are you going to be inspecting for when you're looking at the knee? So you're going to be looking for scars, deformity, erythema, any muscle wasting and the obvious swelling around the knee. So scars, you might see a midline, an anterior midline scar. What would that be? A total knee replacement, absolutely. If you've got a tibial tuberosity scar, what would that be? It's an ACL repair. Little uh, nugget into my life. Yeah, I've actually got one of them. Have my ACL repaired? Makes it easier to remember. Uh, and then a super patella, what would that be? So that's possibly a quadriceps repair. So then your deformity. Uh, they're varus and valgus. Now, what pathology is varus? So osteoarthritis and valgus is rheumatoid arthritis, typically, anyway. And then erythema, muscle wasting, as I said, and then the obvious swelling. So swelling at the front might be an effusion or a pretibial bursa or synovitis. Posteriorly, what could it be if there's a swelling at the posterior part of the knee? A 
So that would possibly a Baker's cyst or a popliteal aneurysm. And then laterally, it's maybe a meniscal cyst. Then you're going to ask the patient to lie supine on the, on the couch. And firstly, I would look for um, patella tracking. Now, this is where your patella, when you bend, when you flex your knee to 90 degrees, your patella tracks, so it moves laterally. And it indicates sort of a, a pulling of the lateral vastus, um, vastus lateralis. Now I'm going to move on to feel around the patient's knee. So we'll start by comparing the temperature. Obviously, if it's hot to touch, it might indicate an infection, infective process. Then we're going to feel for pain. So start from the top and work down in a systematic approach. So I'm going to feel over the quadriceps, down to the patella, over the patella and around the lateral part of the patella. Feel down the patella tube tendon, sorry and then to the tibial tuberosity. Now, if you've got pain over the tibial tuberosity, what could that possibly indicate? So it's Osgood-Schlatter's disease. Sorry, I struggle with that one. Um, so that's that. And then you'll palpate along the joint lines um, and then and down the collateral ligaments. Whilst doing this, I'd also assess for continuity of the ligaments as you go along. So are there any steps in the ligaments where they're nice and smooth? And then you're going to look for signs of muscle wasting. If there are any, then you'll measure the circumference of the thighs comparing both sides. Pick a, pick a point, so like 10 centimetres above the suprapatellar point um, to compare each side. Then you're going to test for effusion. So a couple of things you could do, you can test for your patella tap. So that's milking that fluid down through the, through the thigh to behind the patella and then tapping on the patella. That will be for larger effusions. And then your sweep test. So you sweep the medial side of the knee, then the lateral side of the knee, and you'll get a bulge on the medial side. Now that might pick up uh, smaller effusions. Then you're going to test for synovial thickening. And this is when you try and lift the patella. So you sort of try and move it off the knee joint. And that could indicate a rheumatoid arthritis if you can't do that. The patella should be quite flexible or mobile, sorry. So then before we move on to moving the knee, we want to test for a fixed flexion deformity. Now how you do that is you, with the legs straight, you put your foot, your hand, sorry, under the knee and you get the patient to try and fully extend their knee. Now, if their hand pushes down on, if their knee, sorry, pushes down on your hand, then there's no fixed flexion deformity, okay? Um, if they can't, then there is one. Now, sometimes you can correct, and it's a correctable fixed flexion deformity if you push down on it, and that shows an extension lag then you can have a fix. If you push down and it still won't go, then it's a fixed, fixed flexion deformity. So then we're going to move on to moving the knee. Now this, as with all orthopedic joints, has to be active, passive and against resistance. So um, we'll go through, so flexion, what's the normal flexion? So it's up to about 150 degrees. And then extension, how do you test extension? 
So actually some people don't have any degree of extension, but you can get a normal 10 degrees of hyperextension. You test this by lifting the heel. Anything more than 10 degrees, you've got a genium recovatum. Okay, so that's over hyperextension. As you move the knee, flexion and extension, you'll feel for crepitus. That might indicate osteoarthritis. And you want the patient to do a straight leg raise. Now, if this isn't possible, what is the problem? There's a possible damage to the extensor mechanism. Okay, then finally, we're going to move on to special tests. So most of these are tests of the ligaments. So you can just work through them systematically. Okay, so I start with the cruciate ligaments. So you do your anterior and your posterior draw test. Just tell me how you're gonna how you are you gonna examine the anterior and posterior draw. So I would get my patient to put their feet flat on the on the um, couch with their knees up at sort of 90 degrees flexion. Then I'm going to sit on their feet, obviously a warning them, and I'm going to put my hands behind around their calves and my th thumbs just below their knee. And then you're going to push um, back for posterior. Um, for uh, <laughs> You're going to pull forward for anterior draw, sorry, and push back for posterior draw. Got a bit of a mind blank then. And um, you can also look for posterior draw, you can also look um, from the side and if one tibia is slightly lower than the other, it could um, indicate a posterior uh, cruciate ligament injury. The other way of testing your anterior cruciate ligament is what test? Lachman's test. Yes, so that's where you have your heel on the, on the couch and then you pull up, you just pull up behind the calf and the, 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 your lower limb, um, your leg will draw up. Your collateral ligaments, how do you test these? So you essentially want to force a varus or valgus pressure on the knee. So you, stay, you bend the knee to 30 degrees, you stabilize the foot under your arm, and then you apply varus and valgus pressure against the knee. And if it's over, or it's more than expected, then they've got a collateral ligament injury. And then finally for the ligaments is the test for the meniscus. What test is this? So it's your McMurray's test. So this is basically where you internally and externally rotate the knee whilst flexing and extending. So for your medial meniscus, you externally rotate and abduct the leg whilst flexing and extending. And for your lateral, you internally rotate and you adduct. So it's sort of the opposite. So your foot is kind of pointing in the opposite direction to the meniscus that you're testing, if you think about it. So lateral, you go pointing inwards and you adduct and you go laterally. Just think about that for a second. <laughs> it's quite hard to describe. I'm kind of doing it as I sit here, but maybe maybe try and think about it like that. So you're kind of pointing away from the meniscus that you're testing. And uh, so finally, 
uh, you want to test the patella. So there's a few tests you can do with this. Um, you've got the friction test where you basically push down and move, move the patella and if that causes pain, it could be osteoarthritis. Clark's test, again, you push down and you ask the patient to tense their quads and that pec, if that causes pain, it can indicate osteoarthritis. And then the apprehension test, so you want to push laterally against the thumb and then gently flex the leg. What is this testing? Seems obvious, but what is this testing? Patella dislocation, yes. Yeah. So you're sort of easing that patella into, into dislocation while you flex the leg and the patient will be like, ah, no, stop. And that's it. That's basically your knee examination. So you're obviously going to finish off with um, a lymphadenopathy examination. You're going to finish with a neurovascular examination proximal to the knee. You're going to examine the ankle and the hip, so the joints either side. You're going to ask the patient about quality of life impacts, and then you're going to, um, uh, what are you going to do next? <laughs> then you're going to order any investigations necessary. So that might include x-rays, um, which are two views. Uh, it might include blood tests if you think there's a sign of infection. Um, yeah. And then obviously in the exam situation, you're going to summarize to the examiner what you've found. So we'll have a tiny little break. So you can think over all of that. I'll put a bit, bit of music on. You think up through. And then when we come back, I'll just run through it. It'll be like a few minutes. I'll run through it as I would in the exam. And we'll crack on. Okay, I hope you've uh, had a nice break. Feel a little bit like I'm under an exam situation. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and run through this as smoothly as I can in a way that I think is okay for the exam. Um, obviously come up with your own spiel, come up with your own way of saying things. But anyway, um, the setting is I've got a 65 year old male who's come in with progressively worsening right knee pain, please examine this patient in the outpatient department. So I'm gonna introduce myself and say, hello, I'm Dr. Dry. Um, I'd confirm the name of the patient, I would gain consent and I'd wash my hands. So I would start by asking the patient to just undress from the waist down, um, just so this can assist my examination of the hip and the gait. 
I'm then gonna ask the patient to stand up and to walk across the room, and I'm going to note any abnormalities in their gait, any tilting of their hip, and any walking aids that they use. I would examine both sides as I can and compare them throughout. I'm then gonna look at the knee from the front side and back, and I would ex examine for um, scars, for any deformities, for any erythema, muscle wasting, and any obvious swelling in the knees at the front side and back of the knee. I then ask the patient to um, lie down on the couch, and I'm gonna first look for patella, patella tracking. So I'm gonna flex the knee to 90 degrees and see whether the patella tracks to laterally. I'm now going to move on to feeling the knee. So I'm going to feel to start with the temperature with both hands comparing both sides. I'm then going to feel over the quadriceps, down over the patella, over the tendon, patella tendon, and onto the tibial tuberosity, asking the patient if they um, experience any pain as I palpate these areas. I'm then going to palpate along the joint line and the collateral ligaments. Whilst doing this, I'm going to palpate for continuity of the ligaments. I'm also going to look for obvious signs of muscle wasting. If I think there is any muscle wasting, I would go on to measure the circumference of the thighs. I'm also going to test for any effusion. So I'm going to do a patella tap test to look for big effusions. If there aren't any, I'd, I'd go on to look for, do the sweep test to look for any smaller sign of effusion. Then I'm going to test for any synovial thickening by trying to lift the patella. I'd like to test for fixed flexion deformity at this point, so I'm going to place my hand under the knee and ask the patient to fully extend their knee. If they are unable to, I will place my hand on the top of the knee and try and correct this flexion um, to distinguish between a correctable or a fixed, fixed flexion deformity. I'm then going to move on to move the knee. I would want to assess both active, passive and movement against resistance. I will assess flexion seeing how far they can flex their knee, extension, and assessing for hyperextension by lifting the heel. I'm gonna feel for crepitus as I'm doing this, and I would um, test for internal and external rotation of the, of the um, lower limb as well. I then ask the patient to raise their leg um, and keep it straight to assess the extensor mechanism. I'm gonna move on to my special tests. Most of these, um, I'm gonna test the ligaments, basically one after another. So the cruciate ligaments, to start with, I'm going to do the posterior and anterior draw test by sitting on the patient's feet and warning them, uh, and then pulling forwards and backwards on the, on the uh, lower limb with the legs at 90 degrees. I may also do the Lachman's test. The collateral ligaments I will test by flexing the knee to 30 degrees, stabilizing the foot under my arm and applying varus and valgus pressure to the knee. I then finish testing the ligaments with the McMurray's test, um, extending and flexing the leg with internal and external rotation. I'll then finally test the patella um, with uh, the friction test and the Clark's test and the apprehension test. I'd like to summarize my invest. I'm going to thank the patient. Oh no, I'm not, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to finish my examination by examining the ankle and the hip testing for any lymphadenopathy, doing a neurovascular examination, telling the patient they can redress and um, asking them the impact of this pain is having on their, on their life. Then to summarize, this is a 65 year old gentleman with right knee pain. 
Uh, he has um, crepitus on flexion and extension and some limitation in his flexion and extension. I think the most likely diagnosis for this patient is an osteoarthritis and I would like to go on to organise some simple blood tests including FBCs, inflammatory markers and um, UECs including an ESR and a rheumatoid factor. I'll then do a um, AP and lateral x-rays and further CT if I feel necessary. Any diff differential diagnosis would include other forms of arthritis including rheumatoid arthritis or reactive arthritis or possibly a gout. There you go. <laughs> that, that is my examination answer. Don't judge me too much. I apologise if I went through it a little bit quickly. But uh, perhaps if you've got a few minutes less left of your drive, just try and talk through it to yourself again. Um, I feel like that is the way we are all going to have to practice. So um, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, again, just tell me if this works. If it doesn't work, please tell me. I don't want to waste your or my time doing this. So um, yeah, let me know. Uh, do continue to follow me on the social media platforms. Uh, I will... Um, be back soon. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Oh, well, a dim bone, dim bone, dim. Try bone.